0: Yo 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 I'm Heath a monkey and this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa90. We're coming to you every day from the Copa90 Clubhouse, which is now relocated to Lyon, bringing you all the excitement from the remaining matches in the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. And you can find us live, in person at Super 5, the bar, screening all the remaining matches. And we've got another week's worth of daily episodes for you before the tournament ends, so hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.
2: And on the show today, Jordan Nobbs is our icon. Uh, she was sadly ruled out of this year's Lionesses squad due to Rupturing her ACL earlier In the year But the Arsenal and England player Is still involved in the tournament As she's working as a pundit For BBC Sport But first up These are the five things That you need to know Going into your day Football Inside Out By Copper90 Number one England manager Phil Neville Has questioned the etiquette Of the US team After at least one member Of the US women's national team staff Was spotted at England's hotel in Lyon What do you make of that? Spygate
0: Spygate Is etiquette a French word? It might be It's amazing Very uh, localizing of him to speak French Using some of his uh, French origin language
2: Why do you think they would have been at the hotel?
0: I don't know I mean you're always going to have people looking ahead Because you can't just be like Where do we go now? You know like You have to have some sort of logistical plan Like I'm sure England was looking at all their hotels leading up It's just weird because England's in the hotel that they would move into Because that's where the finals If they made the finals would be in that hotel So naturally you're going to
2: Go there. It's just
0: inconvenient that Lyon was there. I mean, that England were there.
2: Also, a bit of a rubbish spy if they turned up just like, you know, in full US tracksuit.
0: I think they knew because they were in a trench coat with glasses on yeah. in the middle of <laughs> summer. And they were asking with like a broken fake French accent of, Do you know where this restaurant is? And it was like, uh, we know you're American. You can take the trench coat off there's
2: actually two of them in one trench coat they're balanced on each
0: other (laughs) (laughs) you are nine and a half feet tall you are not fooling (laughs) anyone okay Uh, no but another thing that I saw about him which was really crazy is that he talked about a time that he his first She Believes Cup Megan Rapinoe did a tackle like went for a tackle on the sideline it rolled out he went to pick up the ball apparently like she tackled straight into his arm and broke his eye watch and she hasn't offered to replace it yet. He was laughing that that's when he knew she was like a great <laughs> competitor uh, because she just got on with it and didn't say sorry. I can respect that. Yeah, Screw your eye watch. But he gave her a lot of compliments so it's all balanced out. I think we're making a bigger meal of it than it actually is.
2: Number two, opening day fixtures for the new WSL season have been released and there are some interesting looking games. Uh, defending champions Arsenal start against West Ham. Arsenal. Derby. Uh, Chelsea face newly promoted Tottenham, another Derby, while they there's a Manchester Derby, another Derby. A City Host United. Wow, it's just full of a Derbies,
0: derby man. Derby Day. Derby Day. Wow. That's amazing. Uh that's wow. Where do you where do you start? Big. Hopefully they'll be spread out throughout throughout the day, right? Yeah. Like it wouldn't be we're not gonna not gonna all kick off at the same time, I hope no, not. No,
2: no, no, I don't think so. It's a big weekend.
0: Yeah, huge go
2: check out the fixtures they'll be online now i'm definitely gonna make my way down to an arsenal game i think
0: yeah that looks fun yeah did you see the new did you see the arsenal new kit i did i saw saw it this morning Meet him. i was wearing it my girl yeah we just keep running into each other we gotta stop running into each other like that online you know (laughs) best mates no but it actually feels really cool to see like people that you didn't know before now you know them and now they exist more prominently just because you're aware of them and it's again all of that stuff that we talk about every single day on this podcast is about awareness which is like the first step into like becoming a fan of anything is just knowing it exists. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, number three, for the first time ever, there will be two Caribbean countries in the semifinals of the Concacaf Gold Cup. That is Jamaica mm-hmm. and Haiti. Cool. And I watched all these videos coming out of Haiti when and when they made the semis. That uh, there was like parading down the street, singing excitement. Obviously, a country that's been through a ton. But we talked a lot about Central American countries, sort of developing on the back of more and more resources and opportunities around our region of Concacaf. But same thing goes for for the Caribbean nations who have have such light budgets that anytime that you can bring success it brings more awareness and hopefully that means somebody goes wow we actually have a really talented group of players here we need to keep putting more money into the into developing them
2: that's really exciting yeah what a cool match to be at if yeah. you are going
0: also number four frank lampard has ex- has been excused from reporting for preseason training mm. at derby while talks continue over a move to chelsea don't you think that's there's super, no coming there's no way of coming back from that now
2: uh, I don't know, because, like, I mean, can you, like, give him much stick for doing that? It's, it, you know,
0: they're, no, I mean, his, it, they're,
2: they're, his, they're his old club.
0: They're, they're his old club, and mm. it's a huge opportunity. So you obviously want to say, it, it's like anything, like, you let it linger and you pretend nothing exists, it might go on for weeks. But if yeah. you just take those extra few days, you can either nip it and butt or the move happens and you can get on with it as opposed to letting it sort of like draw out over time with distractions and rumours and all that
2: if I was a Derby fan I wouldn't I'd would be like okay fair enough yeah. fair enough if it was like him going to a, a, a club that was sort of like in equal playing but because it's his like boy who boy well West Hamers if you boy, went boy, from Derby
0: oh. County to Derby City
2: yeah or like Villa or something Derby City <laughs> then I'd be pissed but because it's because it's Chelsea I'd be like I oh, don't fair do's yeah that makes sense
0: and number five, ex-Newcastle manager. it's So sad saying that. Rafa Benitez has spoken for the first time about his departure from the team, saying the club did not share his vision. Actually, I think the uh, he said the higher ups or the executives, like the higher ups at the club, did not share his vision. So clearly, some mm-hmm. issues there.
2: I wonder what his vision
0: was. Um, Just to be different again. than Mike Ashley's. Yeah.
2: Is that guy still? Is he like? Is yeah, still gonna I think be they're around? trying
0: to push him out. Yeah, I thought so but too. I feel I think like this is probably forever. what it came down to because it's a massive club and. I don't know if it was a resource thing or if it was a shared vision for like long term or academy stuff or whatever it was. But clearly, uh, Rafa Benitez is not the first person to have have an issue with the higher ups at Newcastle.
2: No, I think anyone that moves there is going to have a problem, to be honest. Yeah. So he wouldn't be the first or the last. I'd be very interested to see who they get in next.
0: Could could mm, any uh, any suggestions? Mm,
2: I just don't know who would want to work under that structure. Yeah. Because there's just not much movement. It's kind of like you get what you get, and that's it. Yeah. By the sound of things,
0: anyway. Be no, way no way knowing. No way knowing. Well, those are the five things you need to know going into your day. Copper 90. Wow. Uh, another day. Another dollar. That's what they say. What's up, In the rap game. uh We're here in Lyon. We are. Yeah.
2: Sipping it, on espressos.
0: Yes. These are homemade, by the way. They were homemade. Yeah, Thanks. I made them with love. How did yours taste? My Actually, taste... you made yours. You yeah. just borrowed my water. Yeah. <laughs> I put the water in. So, technically. You, know, you did half the work. Semantics.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was good. You know. Not the best coffee we've had in France. Yeah, that is
0: the biggest problem is uh, I found my new coffee spot here. Already? I actually gave a big shout out to our old coffee spot, Terre des Café. He goes, that's the number one place in all of France right now. Like them and two others he mentioned, I didn't even listen because I'm just like too loyal to the game to (laughs) be like, no, I'm fine with what I have. I don't need to look for something different. But yeah, he said they were the best, so... Uh, I went and got a coffee made, like handmade, no machines. Handmade. Very, very hipster. Very hipster. Labored over a coffee for me and only charged me half the price of what you pay in Paris.
2: Yeah, I did notice that coffee is a lot cheaper here. Yeah. And maybe just things in general. But this is
0: the thing about, and no disrespect to uh, Nespresso because they provide a great service worldwide (laughs) for people to get espresso. (laughs) But there's just something about a flavor you get from somebody who makes it versus an espresso machine.
2: Hey, I thought that um, that Italy didn't have Starbucks in for a long time. Was that true? Because now I think they do. But I think for ages they were like, no, which I can understand.
0: I got my first Starbucks of the trip uh, heading to Lyon, gave him my name. She said, how do you spell it? I said, you know how. Eth. And then I let her spell it. She spelled it E-T-H. And I was like, to be fair, that's better than most people. I would take E-T-H as Heath over Keith or Pete or Steve E-T-H. or any other words that have a hard E in it. E
2: T H. Just eith, yeah, eth eth eth. Oh well, I guess it's it's eith with Yeah. French accent. Does so that make sense? It just needs a little. Yeah. What one of those called? Like like an accent accent thing. Eth saab saab yeah eith. Eith. yeah. Ça va? Ça va yeah. That's how See my my, my my name's French, so it kind of helps. Here I got a Starbucks, they got it bang on. Monkey's French. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Monkey. Monkey. Lucy. Lucy. Oh yeah, that's, Lucy. That's a, that sounds great. Like mine's just does my my name doesn't travel well. Lucy travels well.
2: You're the the first Heath I've ever met. Really? Yes. Wow,
0: feeling extra special feeling today. special, yeah. Um, we've got a big semi-final matchup.
2: Yes, we do, my friends. We might um, be throwing beer at each other at some stage tonight.
0: Yeah, every time, every time the if the US scores, I'm gonna just instead of like pretend throw my beer up, I'll just throw it on you. In and your face. Then, <laughs> out of excitement, be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," and then you can do the same. And as long as everybody, my only goal after the the semifinals is. Uh, that everybody's covered in beer. That's fine with me. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about something. This is a little bit more on the serious side, is that we had Americans that I know personally rooting against the US, against France. Yes. Yeah. I found that so bizarre. Out of... It's a hard argument, right? Because everybody's pushing for the same things just on different levels, right? Mm. In terms of like how big it would be for French football if the French women had made the semifinals versus how big it is for the U S women to continue their fight for their issues. Right. So like there's like everything from like everything from like literally the post me Too of, of, of like politics to equality to Mm. rights to like there's a million things that, that everyone's trying to fight for. And there's only seemingly one track to get there, which is, kind of an odd conversation because people want the U.S. to lose because it's better for women's football, but people want the U.S. women to win to prove that they should be equal to the men, right? So it's like everybody's fighting against each other, but for the same Same thing. thing. And I found it such a bizarre conversation, but the part that I really liked about it is that it's a conversation people are having.
2: Yeah. Well, Abby Wambach mentioned actually that the day that women realize well, not just women actually, but she mentioned women was instead of fighting against each other, because quite a lot of the time we're pitted up against each other. If we actually all just helped each other out, we'd be bringing everyone up together as one movement rather than, because we all, like I said, all fighting for the same thing. But at the game that we went to, when you mentioned about people pitting against America, it's American.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Americans were going against America. It's again, like there is an arrogance to the women's national team that makes it seem like their progress or their problems are superior to other countries' problems, right? Right. yeah. So this idea of like, yeah, most of these women will end up millionaires in their lifetime. Right. Most of them in that team will end up millionaires because they are so good and because the point of which they're at is far, far beyond what most of the other countries are going through, which are just like whether it's even human rights or professionalization of the game it's just a lot of it's just a lot of complexities to all of this and the US women are comparing themselves to i don't want to be a millionaire i want to be a hundred millionaire because that's yeah. what these players are making yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what we deserve to make because we've proven ourselves and we're the best in the world and blah 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 and it's just hard to know where to draw the line between being a fan of a sport being a fan of your country supporting your country being patriotic and what's best for the growth of football and then what's best for, like, humanity.
2: Right, yeah. I think, I guess it would be, at the moment, it's a win-win scenario, isn't it? Because, like, if if France would have gone through, then great, because the country is still, who are hosting are still in it, and obviously there'll be a lot of uh, heat and excitement around that country, and that will help with the growth of the game. But if the US women go through, then great, because that also helps with their battling court. Yeah. So it's kind of like... It's not even like the lesser of two evils. It's like the lesser of two goods yeah. in that way. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously. It's like the flip side of what politics is yeah, nowadays, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like pick the lesser of two evils. Exactly. This is like the lesser of the great things. Yeah. But there is ultimately some sort of impact on it. Like for me going into this, right? I try to take the whole perspective that like, I've got two daughters and I want them to be able to dream the biggest fucking dreams they want and yeah. know that it's a reality. Not the biggest fucking dreams until somebody goes and says you can't do that yeah but you're you're a woman yeah and that doesn't exist where the trajectory is not there or don't chase football don't be don't be like um what's her name on the national team that that signed professionally out of high school uh Lindsay Horan yeah like that should be an example that's like no no you need to get an education you need you need to go to college and even those things that we hear anyway i want my kids to be able to dream
2: that way as, as big well. as they want yeah
0: and know that there is a path for that not just like this
2: made path, yeah. there, that's the one you have to follow. Yeah, exactly. it's so weird. It's so weird when you're young and you're told you can't do something because of your sex. It's the most bizarre thing. And as you grow up, you realize how fucked up it is. Yeah. But at the time, you're just like, okay. And then you're just like, well, I can't do that. So you try and do something else. But when you look back, you're just like, what? Right. Like, imagine like a little boy who's like, I want to be a fireman. And they're like, no, you can't because
0: you're a boy. And that's, that's the only funny. messaging of the word like empowerment that has any value left to me because it's been hijacked by everybody now is like empowering kids. Yeah. Not empowering. Like the empowerment thing has been so lost in translation and used by so many people that like the question is like empowering what? It's just like this. Uh, it's a propaganda tool for, for good, but it's not actually doing anything. But like that's where I would want to use it is like with children, like to mm. empower them to 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 be who they want to be. And not who like the world says they should be. Yeah. That's like my only goal, primary goal, not my only goal, but my primary goal having been affected by this, right? Like having my children and wanting to see them live in a world that's not just a better place, but gives them an opportunity to be whoever they want to be, whether that's a footballer or not.
2: Yeah. I think, I think, um,
0: did you have a goal? Do you have a goal coming into this? Did I have a goal coming into this? Not not like, not like something you put on the wall and you're like, you know, my, like, you know, working towards a goal, but more of just like something you hoped would come out of this?
2: I think it was just learning more about the women's game because obviously I'd watched stuff on TV and also like women's football is, is not actually that accessible in the UK on TV. It's not on all the time. Only the big games have been started to get played more recently. And so I just wanted to see what the atmosphere was like, what a tournament for women, the biggest women's tournament was like, and like learn more about the players and the countries and the teams that I didn't really know anything about. Because, like, it's really hard to find out about the Thailand national team or the Nigerian national team, the ones that don't play for Barcelona. So for me, it was like a learning thing, I think. Because it's something I'm passionate about. And obviously, I play women's football. But it's easier for me to find out information about men's football than it is about women's, even though I play the game.
0: Yeah, it's all still that whole, like, you can't be what you can't see thing. It's awareness.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think um, if England were to win this tournament, (laughs) like... It would do great stuff for like younger generation from the UK and worldwide as well, obviously, but especially the UK. I've got mates texting me from home, a lot of lads as well, and they're texting me about games and they're like, that game was sick. And they have before this they had zero interest in women's football so it's a lot obviously it's a lot more prevalent on tv at the moment at home and without them without it actually being there to watch it they just wouldn't have a clue but now it's accessible they're texting me and they're getting like just as excited about watching those games than they were about the world cup last year and also the game's different the men's game and the women's game is different there's pros and cons about both you know
0: yeah i mean that's that's the thing that worries me though is like all with this consistent messaging right of How can we all work towards the same goal without the U.S. hurting everyone else, without England needing to win a World Cup for progress, without France needing to get to the semifinals for progress? Like, how do you actually join all of that together in a way that is like, this isn't. A pivotal moment in women's football. This is a step forward in women's football yeah. and women in football and women in sports. This is a step in the right direction, right? So like the false narrative, like this is going, like tomorrow it will never be the same again. is true because there's difference being had, but it's a step forward, right? Mm-hmm. It's continuing to say, okay, now this is done. What's the next step forward that we collectively can do? I, I, I put a post on, uh, or covid 90 posted something about... Uh the women's Nike shirts being the most sold ever in a season. Yeah, I saw that. And I commented, pay them. And like the key indicator for me, and I know that it's like like Instagram comments, YouTube comments, they're mostly young kids that are like in points of their life that they need better role models and peers around them to tell them like sort of like they need to get, they need to be canceled, you know, yeah. like essentially. And it started like a 50 comment chain of just like, but women's football shit. But like, you like all this negativity of just mm-hmm. like the low hanging fruit things that we all did when we were younger, when we said like, not necessarily about women, but about like what our peers were saying and yeah. what we thought would be funny to our friends and like things that we think are great, but they're actually really detrimental to to people. And I, it was just a real key indicator to me of just like, again, not getting too caught in the vacuum of all of us that are pushing for this thing that like, yeah. as soon as you step out of that vacuum, There's still people that need to constantly have football in their face and talked about in a way that's not saying because a lot of them were like yeah but women's football isn't as good as men's football yeah and that's completely missing the argument right it's completely missing the point of all that because it literally is as simple as like yeah you but you'll go watch like somebody you'll go watch Wimbledon play
2: yeah you'll go watch somebody
0: in your neighborhood your dad took you to something growing up you'll go watch your dad's matches I promise you your dad fucking sucks yeah like. (laughs) You love him, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, or or, or or your mom, or whoever it is. Yeah, like yeah. it's not a this isn't this. It's an apples to oranges comparison, and that's what makes me realize. Just like in politics, with a lot of the millennials being told no for the first time when when Trump got elected, was this idea of like feeling like lack of control. Yeah, and and it's just like uh, because we thought oh we around all of our people we all agree with this so there's no way we can't have the say of the final outcome of something. And it's just about realizing that there are people who we've increased awareness in our circles and our circles increase awareness of our, of those circles. But like we have so far to go to reach all the people that need to know in in, in general, which I think is a fun challenge and an exciting challenge because like, uh, you don't have to be a a mercenary to do it. You just have to, talk about it in a normal way instead of propping it up into something that it's not or, prop, or trying to trying to create more tension on it than there is.
1: Does yeah,
2: I mean, it's definitely easy to get caught up in a bubble when you surround yourself by people who think exactly the same as you or are pushing for the same thing. So once you step outside of that, you're like, oh yeah, the whole world doesn't actually think like this and there's still so much improvement to be made. And going back to my point when I was saying it's a different game, I mean, we always say it's the same game, football is football. But what I meant by that was I think my mates who are, blokes watch it and they're enjoying it because in terms of it being a different game, they're like, oh, they're not diving as much or they're not surrounding the referee like so aggressively as much when a call gets played against them, they just get on with it. So in in those, you know, there are different points of the game and that's why they're enjoying it because it's, it's like refreshing for them, I think. Um, but yeah, it's important not to get caught up in our bubble too much, I guess.
0: Yeah. With the semifinal. Yes. US versus... England would you rather play the US in the semis or the finals if you had I mean obviously a finals, a final but uh, or even the quarters where would you have rather or would you have rather face the US at a different point
2: um no I would I think I, w- I would have liked to play the US in the finals I also think that if we get through um I think Netherlands to play would be really exciting because it would be a new space for them being in it, being in a, a final against us in the World Cup, and I also think if Germany get through, that's an old rivalry that will never die. So beating them in a World Cup as well will also be amazing. But I think U.S. England would have been an, an amazing final. Yeah, I do. Yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm just I'm I'm kind of torn now between enjoying like after the conversations the last few days, I'm very torn between <laughs> like what's best for football, and I think it's such a shitty narrative to create versus like a tournament play. Yeah. Like the, there's nobody in this that's playing in this tournament going like do it for football. They're saying no, no, do it to win. Like we we're competing to win. Yeah. We're representing our country. We're ambassadors of our country right now. We want to make the people proud. Um and then there's all these other under, undertones, but I think a semifinal is is good because the four teams we have right now are going to allow us to have the runners-up match. Yeah. Which will be a a really good game as well. And then and then a final. So I think yeah, I, I would have loved to have, especially just for Copa 90 in general. Being U.S. and the U.K. would have been a great final to have. Yeah, hundred percent. You know,
2: yeah, that would have been such a good final, wouldn't it? But I still, th- I still think tonight's game is going to be sick. Yeah. And I think the vibe between the two nations is going to be pretty rowdy as well. I've already seen when we got here the other day, a load of U.S. fans. I know like half of my football team are coming over from the U.K. for it, which are again a mix of American and English fans and people so between our team as well it's going to be like we're gonna be splitting two.
0: i haven't seen anybody in in leon yet i've seen a couple
2: of people yeah it's yeah. very it's
0: a much it's a very different city it's very quiet it feels like a sunday here in terms of like it's quiet in the morning no one seems to be in a rush
2: no bro my apartment is so hot i basically just like walking around my pants eating sorbet the other day
0: really because i couldn't move
2: yeah it's like 30-something degrees inside. In outside it is, and then inside it's hotter. Yeah. We are going to hear from an England player now. She popped by the uh, clubhouse the other day. She no doubt would have probably been in this England squad, as she has been for uh, quite a few tournaments previous to this. Arsenal player, um, but she um, blew her ACL earlier in the season, which is horrible, Terrible. obviously. She's actually back in training now, which is cool. And I think she could have come back earlier, but she chose not to because she didn't want to push it. Which is a brave is and she? wise decision. My age, twenty-seven.
0: Okay, so she's got time. It's yeah. not like a one last chance, no. to like and, no, and no. rush it like yeah, Kevin she, Durant did in the playoffs and blew his Achilles out.
2: Yeah, no, she's uh, she's yeah, she's still young, but also seen as one of like the more veteran, more experienced players in the England squad, or would have been anyway. But she's made good of a bad situation, is now being a pundit for the BBC. So this is Jordan Nobbs. Hashtag,
3: hashtag Copper Ninety Icons. 90. Um, Jordan Nobbs play for Arsenal and England women. Football's been so integral in my family growing up. I think um, my dad was a professional footballer, so from a little kid, I kind of grew up loving the game. And my mum always said when I was tiny, I used to like kick everything rather than pick it up. So I think she knew that it was in my blood. And I kind of grew up in a world with my dad where. We'd go in my nan's back garden and stick spades in the in the grass and put a hose pipe and then play like head tennis. So we would find a way of playing football and I think probably I'm a bit more technically improved because of what I used to do with, with my dad when I was younger. So I've been at Arsenal for nine years now and I think the connection I've built with them is uh, incredible I think considering I've been there nine years it hopefully shows my loyalty and, and the love I have for the club and I've been very lucky to have won 12 domestic trophies there and I can't imagine going back north now I, I did love Sunderland they were my heart and you know there's a, a lot of the lionesses that are from the north and I think we're known for having that grit and that hard work but you know when a team like Arsenal comes in it's just uh, an incredible place to be and I think right now if you walked into the training ground and, and what we have there, I don't know how you'd ever uh, walk back out that door. Transferring my knowledge, I guess, on the pitch to Punditry has been hopefully kind of smooth. I've not I've not heard too many bad comments yet, but I love football and I love the knowledge of the game and I think tactically is the way you win games, so um, I think analysing that and seeing how other teams work is what I love to do. So. I've really enjoyed that side. It's probably easier talking about football rather than uh, other things at times, so yeah, I've, I've loved every part of it and uh, I've said a lot that with the media it's been kind of a blessing in disguise for me to have a more of a job role than be like an injured player in the stand. It's fully took away my process of, of thinking about my injury, I mean naturally, the first game I did I was a little bit like, oh, am I alright, but I love the women's game and I've seen semi-professional to professional and, you know, if I can give 1% into still being a part of the next generation or a role model on or off the pitch, then I want to be part of that. And I think the BBC has allowed me to take that role and kind of do a different side to me, not just uh, playing football. My proudest achievement was making my debut for England seniors and scoring a goal. I think just because of how nervous I was was kind of my achievement to date but England uh, won the Euros uh, when I was god, young now but we're like the only team to have won a gold medal in a a major tournament even though it was at youth and I think what we developed in that team and that squad kind of progressed me to probably what I'm like today I think all major tournaments whether at youth or or senior they give you that experience and uh, there's a lot of us in the squad now that won that gold medal and I think that's because of experience in that journey I was nervous playing my first game for England but I think you know Hope Power was manager then and she was pretty intense and she had very high standards and I think I kind of thought that this was my one and only shot and if you didn't play well you could you know lose your place very quickly so I was very lucky that I scored in the first eight minutes of the game against Italy and I kind of relaxed and and when I watched that clip back Rachel Yankee was playing, Kelly Smith was playing, and I think I forget how how privileged I was to be in that environment. You know, obviously I've I've had my injuries um, in the past, and I think it mentally just makes you love the game even more. And even though you you don't want it to ever happen to you, it's just something that comes with the game. And you know, the same as uh, sacrifices, like moving away from home. I obviously moved. Um, Down South to play the sport I love and you know sometimes it's the best decisions you make and and that's why we do them because you know we love it and uh, I I, want to play football as long as I possibly can. This World Cup is pinnacle for the women's game all over the world I think. The first viewing in England was 6.1 million so it shows that it's already hit a record from the first game but I think if we want the women's game to progress you know, England, they do have pressure on themselves but we have to perform on a big stage to allow people to enjoy watching it and and then hopefully want to come watch us play in the the women's Super League. I think every time we've done a a major tournament it's become bigger and stronger in our league and and more players have wanted to come over and play in England now. Um, Arsenal have four English players in the team so I think that shows uh, the selection of players that that now want to come play, play in our league and I think it's exciting that you know, top players want to now come to England rather than maybe other countries. Copper 90, football inside out.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, it was
2: cool to hear a story and how she's, um, like I said, made um, something good out of a bit of a shit situation. Yeah. Because rupturing your ACL a few months before the tournament is not the one knowing pretty much knowing you'll probably be going to that tournament if you carry on in the how you're playing.
0: Yeah. We heard the same from Aaron McLeod from Canada who missed out too from, from like a reoccurring injury. And you're just like, at least they've been around, at least they've been part of things, you know, Yeah. yeah. where there's been some people that are like hit their peak late one opportunity. This is their world cup and then get hurt beforehand. And it's like the end. Yeah. It must be very, very hard When I was even just cut from the 2010 team, you know, from like it went from 30 and you're in camp and then they decide the 23, it was really hard to watch a tournament. Yeah. And she's having to talk about the tournament constantly. Yeah. I guess it's, it's a little more of like a failure issue of like having the ability to and not being selected than being injured, but still has to be. In the back of your mind, especially watching them have this success and knowing that like you could have contributed or you could have been part of it or you could have been part of this journey and seen everybody have all the fun and social media can be a pretty isolating feeling, I bet.
2: Yeah, she's um, doing rehab at the same time as well to get back for hopefully the beginning of the next season. But if not, you know, soon after then, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool way of looking, looking at things because you could easily just be like, fuck this and just like not watch the game or whatever. But instead, it's kind of like, OK, I'm going to challenge myself. For something that's completely new and different. And it's actually a really hard challenge. Like broadcasting on the BBC is pretty daunting, I would yeah. say.
0: Yeah. And that's that's like, you know, big production, high pressure. Yeah. But it's a, probably a welcome distraction for her. Yeah, that's true. You know, putting her creativity and energy into something else. Because imagine if you're just rehabbing and then watching the team have that fun without suck. you. It'd be it'd be, it'd be be pretty rough.
2: Yeah, it was, I guess it would be nice as well to have uh, Alex Scott with her, who's like an ex-teammate and obviously like a good pal to give advice. And, and stuff. she's
0: really paving the way for, yeah. you know.
2: Alex is smashing it. Yeah. She's smashing it. She
0: was at the clubhouse a couple of days ago.
2: Yeah, so she was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's killing it, man. Yeah,
0: she came through. But a lot of people come through the clubhouse. A lot of people, since they got knocked out of the tournament, have come to the clubhouse.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they have. We yeah. had some Chilean players. We had Australian centre back.
0: Yeah. Uh what was her name? Alana Kennedy. Yeah. She is very tall. He couldn't miss her. I was sitting on top of a uh, on top of a fridge that was on top of like a Red Bull fridge. Mini fridge. Yeah. Yeah. On top of a table. And she was nearly as tall as me. I was probably like a good like six four. Yeah. She was like Probably about that.
2: The ball's not getting over her head. N- no. No way. The only way
0: I was going to win a header if I jumped off the table. Off the table. And use that as like my momentum.
2: <laughs> the only way I would is if I launched off your shoulders, maybe. Yeah. You threw me and yeah, Some maybe. sort of weird <laughs> You're ballet. You're to
0: make it sound like we might have been the two climbing on each other's shoulders, <laughs> spying on England's hotel. Uh, but yeah, there was, a, and then Miranda Nill uh, from Thailand, that the oh, one who that. Alex Morgan kind of spent some time with. Yeah. She uh, went, went or goes to Cal Berkeley back in the day. Yeah, I missed uh, that unfortunately. Same school. Um yeah, a lot of a lot of people have come through. It, it was it was really really fun and now I'm hoping because it's like hyper concentrated here for Lyon mm-hmm. and there's I mean yeah, it's a bigger it's a big city too, but the tournament's so focused now that both people that are in or out uh, will come through the clubhouse cuz it's more yeah. of a bar scene here. It's more of a, like a party vibe. Part of it is going to be it functioning Normally, we're just doing like a takeover of it with like all of our icon illustrations throughout all of our artwork, because we've been doing those daily illustrations as well. Just Mm -hmm. like all of that stuff around the clubhouse is going to make it feel really, really cool. And it's going to have more of that. Let's party. Let's enjoy the last week of the World Cup, as opposed to the more gallery kind of chill, stop by vibe, watch a game of of Paris. Now we're in sort of the action and we're all surviving on partying.
2: So while we're recording this, they're actually setting the place up, which will be ready for the game tonight. Yeah. But it was kind of sad seeing the clubhouse in Paris sort of getting taken down a little bit. I, I'm not going to lie, I, I stole a framed uh, thing off the wall there. But it was of my own team, Dulwich. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I stole it. I took it. I'm pretty um, sure I was, like, dancing to Queen at the time. Just decided to take it off the wall.
0: The only, like, upside to the taking down that day was that it was Pride Night in Paris. So it was such a big party that, yeah. like... Everything was going on, and like the takedown happened, like during alongside of the party. So I didn't feel like the tears coming out then. Because that's true.
2: No, um, you didn't. I saw you having a great time in
0: the street. I was having a great time.
2: He's having a lovely time.
0: My night extended uh, beyond, well beyond the closing of of the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, the city pretty much closed. The whole city was closed by the time you finished. (laughs) Yeah, there's something about drinking for hours and hours and hours and then having to live in like a 40 degree weather the next day <laughs> and i was pa- i was pa- i was packing my bags and i had been packed for like two days because i get real like travel anxiety yeah. that i just want it to be done like like my wife will sometimes gets weird out because i'll pack like a week before we leave are you one like, of those I'm people i'm done you want well, to it's those just people? like I, I i've just given up this idea one if the, the closer i get the more i start to question what i need so if I packed really early, I haven't gone through this phase of like, yeah, but what if, like, what if snow, what comes- if it snows in Dubai, you know, <laughs> then I need this jacket and whatever. And like, I ended up packing two jackets here that, that I didn't need, or one of them was too heavy. It's, uh, I had the anxiety, but I, I had 10% left to pack and my bags were completely full. So it shifted from being like a problem where it's just like stuffing in a bag to being like a math equation on how I'm going to get the rest of the stuff into my bag's to leave?
2: Yeah, I've ended um, up with more stuff. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I
0: have. I really haven't bought that much, but I've
2: ended up with more stuff. Yeah, that needs to go home.
0: I figured it out. I figured out how to do it, but I ended up traveling with like a shopping bag, like a like a grocery bag. Yeah, extra that had like my had my like house sandals in there. it Had like my coffee filter, Your like a bunch of random things where I was just like, they'll be fine. Just put it in there. I spotted those Birkenstocks. Yeah. I um, Those are the thirty dollar rubberized ones. You can really yeah, beat those. My girlfriend those has down. a pair
2: of those and she literally like lives in them.
0: Yeah, and if they ever stink, you just shower with them and yeah. it, it <laughs> fixes them. It's not like the leather ones where all of a sudden they start changing colors and yeah. and like they're done once they're like
2: I kinda want a pair, but I don't want to be matching because yeah. it just looks a bit dorky, doesn't it?
0: No, I think it look awesome. You yeah. guys should yeah get Matching Birkenstocks. That's a cargo pants, sick, yeah. Cargo shorts, <laughs> cargo shorts, yeah. Or yeah. well, you get the pants, the summer ones that are like the zip, the Columbia sportswear that zip off. <laughs> My that dad has a pants. where of those people shorts. don't know if you are like if you are if you are one of those like city trekkers or you are on yeah. your way on to like a fishing trip.
2: Yeah, well, you could be like you could wear the long ones and then you take them off and you are like I am here to party. I actually Jordan Nobbs came. Th- I think it was I think it was Jordan Nobbs's bag. I noticed it in the back room of our other clubhouse. She came through with a England wheelie bag. And I was like, "That is a great piece of luggage." Have you still got your your one?
0: I we used like- to get them a lot. Yeah. at the youth national team level, there was the U.S. soccer logo was on all of them, and so I still have a few of the old ones that were like massive, big, big ones. Yeah, obviously, kind of inconvenience because this was like pre-wheels on bags uh, type no, of thing. Yeah, you don't. Uh, know. Which was just you—you you were only doing it if you were like moving or going somewhere because yeah. it's hard to carry. But. Um, I do have a couple of the embroidered logo, uh, ones that are more like the carry on size, small ones, yeah. but they had a lot and they were hard to get. Usually you got them for an Olympics or you got them for a world cup is when they gave you like the, the range. You got like a the small range. one, a big one and a bigger <laughs> one and a backpack that had all like customized embroidered, like crest on it. Do
2: stuff. you know what, um, DJ's, uh, like suitcase of choices, what brand can you guess? Uh, it's so wanky. Samsonite? No, wankier. I was way, off. way, way wankier than
0: that. Oh, Louis Vuitton.
2: Ramoa, Ramoa. Yeah. Have you heard that? of uh. Uh-uh. So it's like, they're like metal cases that are either silver, like shiny silver. Usually people get them in that. And I don't know why. I don't know why it's a DJ thing. Cause it's not like it's like made for DJing, but we love them for some reason. But they're like, they are they're like unbreakable, so- right? I've seen, ver- I've seen a lot of dented Ramoas in my, in my time. Well, they're
0: supposed to dent. They're just supposed to not break what's break. on the inside. I don't know. Well, I one time got on a flight with Poly D, uh, DJ Polly D, and oh, from he new, just had a backdrop that said DJ Polly D on it. And I was like, of course you did, because no one could tell by your haircut <laughs> or the fact that your sunglasses were covering half your head <sighs> uh, that you were DJ Polly D. But thanks for clarifying. In case I only saw you, in case I only saw the nine inch hair spike from behind, I'd be like, that could be anyone from the Jersey Shore.
2: But yeah, I've seen, I've seen one of those haircuts in real life and it was really quite impressive. It was like beating the laws of physics. Yeah,
0: I, I couldn't stop staring at it, to be honest. There's only one thing I could imagine worse than a hot summer in France and that's a hot summer in France and gelling my hair like that every day and having it like w- run off onto my face. I feel
2: like, neck. so, you know, we were like, if we have, we've got forfeits, if uh, England lose and if the US lose, mm-hmm. I feel yours should be, you have to come in the next day to work with your hair all gelled up like that. You've got a lot of hair. Yeah, <laughs> you're, so, you're like no way.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm just like dripping in sweat now, thinking about <laughs> what tomorrow. Actually, I think today might be the no. no. Yesterday was the yesterday, yesterday was, the was the hottest of the day. days. Yeah, and then it, then we have some like thunderstorms rolling through.
2: There was supposed to be a like there's supposed to be thunderstorms rolling through, but like no rain i've never really experienced that
0: yeah isn't it weird though that we we started the tournament saying oh it sucks there's rain and then it got really hot yeah. and we were like i wish it was just raining <laughs> yeah just like bring the rain back
2: you've been hanging out with to me too much or just yeah, with british people in Brits, general yeah. yeah yeah that's what we talk about is the weather if you haven't been to britain before that's it that's what we got our, our game is zero
0: how can the uk be as bad as everyone says it is in terms of weather but nobody ever leaves like that's the thing that i don't get like when people go like no it's pretty bad and i'm like but you've chosen like you're 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 a grown-ass person we all go to
2: spain that's where we end up spain
0: like to retire or vacation or
2: um we we go to spain and we just we take over and colonize a very small town and then we love it because it sells english breakfasts yeah that's basically what we do
0: or we They've go to... they got baked beans. We're moving to Spain. Exactly,
2: yeah. Or yeah. we go to a very small, quiet town in Spain and we turn it into a horrendous party zone. Yeah. Where, you know, people just pass out It's also the starting to
0: happen in Portugal too more. more Is it? More British in the, like the Algarve coast, like in the southern coast, like Faro yeah. I mean, Portugal's area. amazing. Yeah, it's We should it's probably amazing. ruin it. <laughs> but they're like, see, when last time when I was there, they were like, yeah, all those houses up on the hill there, those are all British people's houses. Yeah, we do that. And they're like, <laughs> really, really nice. Um, yeah. But
2: yeah, we go to Spain. We go to Spain. I, I would go on holiday with uh, someone, and their family would go back to the same place in Spain, and have been for the last fifteen years. Just don't nothing outside of that. We just we, we pick a space, and we're like, yes,
0: that will do. People that have to go somewhere new all the time also give me anxiety. I'm totally cool with routine. Really? Yeah.
2: Is that because your sporting background? You like routine.
0: Yeah, I, like, I think the routine I like, I, I don't like the idea of like, my biggest issue of Lyon right now is like knowing, I'm organized for me, but I'm not organized for like, to weave a like work within all that Mm -hmm. so i get here and then it's just like paralysis through analysis where i'm just like there's so many things i want to see and do that i end up doing none of them yeah me too because i'm just like i don't know where to start like it's overwhelming yeah it's like i need like if i have like three tasks i'll be like no problem i need help you put four on there and it's like i'm banging my head against the wall (laughs) and then at the end of the day i'm like i I got time to do it all tomorrow right just don't give me options
2: don't give me too many options would you go backpacking is that like was that something you would do
0: I would until yesterday or two days ago when we were uh, arriving in, in Lyon. I saw uh, – we are coming off the train. I had my bags. And all of it seemed manageable. I had like a messenger bag with like uh, a weekend bag and my, my mm. travel bag. Figured out how to maneuver that without getting too hot. Then I saw a backpacker or two backpackers as I was coming off that had a, the giant backpack on the back and then yeah. the one on the front. So like Yeah, I do that all sides. the time. Now, yeah, that like – it was it was thirty nine degrees yesterday. That's where I'm like, nope. Yeah. One of these backpacks is going into the river, <laughs> and then like we'll figure it out from there.
2: I'm a yeah, I'm a backpack front and back person. If I have to, if I have to, it's easier than carrying stuff, and also it um, it, it like evens me out, so I don't fall over.
0: The balance of it's really good, <laughs> yeah. but when it gets that hot, and I realize that like just the one on my back is making me sweat Ooh, like crazy, no. the one on the front, you need they to actually be, look be like they were cool with it for booby sweat. I would thing. do I would do backpacking. I wouldn't do hostels, but I would do backpacking.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm not really I'm past the hostel stage. Yeah. I'm over that now.
0: Like I will stay in very mediocre conditions. I'm very very comfortable with that. Like even even like sort of the budget hotels around the US that are renovated new hotels but not nice hotels, they are just like basically if like IKEA built a hotel. Can, so it, like feel it feels new. Yeah, I, can, I,
2: can, I don't mind.
0: It's not nice. There's yeah. no like amenities, but it has like it has the flat screen TV that you think you need but you'll never watch and a bed that's comfortable and like no stains on the carpet and I'm, like done. I'm fine with that. I'm in.
2: I'm in. I don't mind a holiday now and again as long as it's one of the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> and if you'd like more travel tips join us on tomorrow's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but that's it. We're done for another day. Uh, Football Inside Out will be back tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed it please leave us a review. If you haven't you can leave us one too. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter as well head to copa90.com forward slash WC19 and click or tap on the Copa 90 France daily site to sign up.
0: And Whoa, yeah, <laughs> hell, and, get in touch, and get in touch with us because we'd love to hear from you. Send us emails and voice notes to Football Out at copa90.com. Did you say that already? No. Because we'd love to hear from you guys and we've had some fun stuff. So keep it coming and tweet us using the hashtag Copa90insideout and we will see you all mañana. Tomorrow. Bye. Bye. This is a We Are Great production for Copa90.